0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Random Encounter 257, or 257. My name is John O'Logan, and this is the last random of 2022, which is kind of mind-blowing. Uh, last year, I guess we had three episodes in December, but hey, because of the way the, the months change shape, we only have two this month. Um, so yeah, we'll be back in January, which is a horrifying statement to say out loud but this being the last episode of 2022 means that it is time for our annual look ahead at 2023 episode um and as this episode is entirely a look ahead at the things to come i thought it might be appropriate if we get on some uh fresh-faced staff members making their first appearance on random encounter so joining us today are tom hi there tin hi sam hello And, uh, some old guy named Zach is here. Yeah. (laughs) Hi. Yeah. We're, we're old. I was talking to Mike earlier today and he's like, you guys have been with the site for four years. Yeah. And we started like almost the, like it was the same month. Right. So yeah, I think we, yeah, we weren't part of the same hiring drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I said, this is going to be the 35 most anticipated games of 2023. And these episodes usually run pretty damn long. Like almost always, like last year's ran for uh, two hours. So I'm going to, we're going to see if we can, you know, keep that to a reasonable time this year. Uh, Hopefully we have some success. If not, oh, well, uh, you get to hear us talk about games, which is always a fun thing. So uh, 35 most anticipated games for 2023. Zach, what's the, what was the genesis of this feature? Like you're, you are the one who is, you're the feature uh, manager. (laughs) So you are, you are uh, organizing all this. So tell us like, where did this feature come from? Um, from before my time is the real answer <laughs> to that question.
1: Um, it's something we've done. I'm not sure how long I. we don't have access. To, I guess I have access if I really wanted to try to the old site, but... Um, it's been around since you and I started, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, you know, one of the things that I one, – one thing I did change when I came on was I tried to limit it because I think the year before I started as features manager, it was like 63 most anticipated games of next year, which is like every RPG that's coming out. And so we tried to limit it a little bit more. Um, we've tried to keep it to 30, but man, there are a lot of releases next year. So we may have gone a bit above 30 and cheated a little bit on a couple of the entries to add more
0: stuff in, but – Twenty twenty three looks great. Twenty twenty three does look great. Um, hang on, I'm just going to try to find last year's feature. Um, I'm curious. Because here it is. Most thirty most anticipated games. There were so many games that we had to add three, five more games to the list. Um, so let's before we jump in, I just want to do a quick a quick run through to see our success ratio, our success rate of games that are coming out in twenty twenty two. Let's see here. Uh, Advanced Wars one two boot camp uh reboot camp so that was on last year's list eh, nope um let's see what we got here uh, uh dustborn is another one that is uh that did not come out last year but we thought it might um Let's see. Ooh, Elden Rings got released. Final Fantasy 16. That was a that was an optimistic uh, guess. It sure was. <laughs> I knew it at the time, but I was like, I think there's a chance. There's there's always a chance. Forspoken. Uh, that's coming out next month apparently. But nope. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Nope. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2. I don't even know what that is. Um, does anyone know what this Breath of the Wild <laughs> 2 is?
2: Probably just some small indie game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Oxenfree 2 did not get uh did not get released this year um I think that might be oh, St- <laughs> sea of stars uh also uh not last year or this year uh shoe dreams elsewhere <laughs> but thank god out of all of them at least we got stranger of paradise final Fantasy origin we did have the opportunity <laughs> to kill chaos this year it's very exciting <laughs> we killed so much chaos oh starfield as well so yeah, that was last year's uh, miss list. Uh, these games are obviously going to be on this year's uh, list as well, and next year we get to have the ever-fun the ever fun time of seeing what actually got released in 2023. So let's start off with a game that I just mentioned, which is Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. Uh, who knows what the release date is going to be? Is it going to be this year, 2026? Um, according to the Advanced Wars wiki page, it's going to be February 24th, 2023. I can find no sourcing on that, so maybe um i'll start because i i actually genuinely uh i love Advance wars it was one of my favorite series on the game boy advance um I, I was super super excited when they announced the remake uh i think i had just gotten off war groove at that point and i was like i can do some i could do some more color-coded war um and then of course the ukrainian war happened and uh advanced wars 1 plus 2 got delayed um the problem being, of course, is that the Ukrainian war is continuing. Um, and though other other companies are releasing war games and have released war games, uh, Nintendo kind of put themselves in a bind because they were like, we're going to delay this until after it. So this game is really in limbo for the time being. So we are hoping that it will be released in 2023, but who knows?
1: Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, and, and, uh, and Tom and I were talking about this before recording, it's like it, it's the bad guys are Russia, right? So like it, it seems maybe a little insensitive, but... Given the nature, and I don't really get, want to get too political here, but given the nature of the war as it stands right now, it doesn't seem to have any end in sight. So do you just sit on it? Um, I think someone mentioned that a shadow drop seems like the most
0: likely candidate <laughs> for what could happen. That's what I think will happen. I think there'll be a Nintendo Direct, and they will yeah. be like, Advanced Wars available now. Yeah um other than that i have very little opinion of
1: Advance wars it looks fun um i like a tactical game but um i don't have any experience with it
0: personally so I- i'm looking forward to maybe getting a chance to check it out though mm. did anyone else ever play it on the uh game boy advance or any of the other uh advance wars titles
2: so yeah i sort of sit in between the middle of you and zach i, I played the ds games uh, mm. but i haven't played these two so i'm really looking forward to them and uh i pl- replayed a uh, war group earlier this year and i was Really, really looking forward to uh to the remakes, but unfortunately haven't uh, arrived just yet.
0: Mm. I have never played one. <laughs> I do remember the box art. Yes, is is very is a colorful colorful game.
3: Similar to Tom, I also played the one in the DS, mm-hmm. but I can very vaguely remember some of it already because that was like so many years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those franchises that was. I mean, it was massive in Japan for those Famicom wars. Super Famicom Wars, uh, Game Boy Wars, and then Advance Wars. And then it just kind of stopped when it came out on DS. It just vanished. Um, So the fact that this was coming out was super exciting. And then, you know, it didn't. Um, So yeah, I'm pumped about it.
3: Question is, when is it coming out?
0: (laughs) Yeah, who knows? February 24th, (laughs) apparently. Um, But I I would be stunned if that actually was a thing and that's not just a number that's not just like some some date that someone put on Mm -hmm. there as a placeholder um it's so funny when i'm going through our reviews right now because at the end of every year i i go i go through our trello review board to like clean everything up and i'm like wow so many games are releasing on december 31st at the end of 2022 (laughs) there's dozens of them (laughs) and uh yeah it's my it's my annual moving all of those games to december 31st 2023 um because that's the release date. I think the thing about release dates is after COVID happened, a lot of companies got real wise about announcing release dates really far in advance because, you know, all of the delays that happen. Yeah. So I think that release date mania has settled down quite a bit in the last three years. I, mean, I also think like I remember back like E3 2019
1: when they shadow dropped um, the um, collection of mana. And Mm -hmm. it's like the the buzz that created, and I think they're realizing that, you know, especially with some smaller titles, a Shadow Drop can be a way of
0: creating buzz in and of itself, Mm. um, which I think is smart, too. Yeah, it's uh, I'm hopeful that this game will be released in the next few months. But if it doesn't, you know, it's 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 sad, but it's it's understandable.
3: We'll see it again in the next year uh 35 anticipated
2: (laughs) yeah 35 anticipated games for 2024 i mean if we look at like nintendo's history like there's often a a january direct like that could be quite a a, quite a good time to sort of either shadow drop or just sort of reaffirm like a new release date or something like that
0: Mm -hmm. i yeah that would be a a good time to uh do that um (laughs) the the funniest thing to me is let's see here I, oh God, I, I was wondering what idiot wrote this last line for last year's piece about Advance Wars 1 and 2. And then I was like, oh, by John O'Logan. <laughs> and the last line is this was in the 2022 one. As a massive fan of the series, I'm happy to give them all the time they need. After all, we've waited 14 years, so what's five more months? <laughs> Great job, jackass.
4: That's so foreshadowing there, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, boy. Okay, well, let's move on to the uh, next game on the list. Incidentally, this feature should be up on RPG Fan uh, by the time you see this, and it has write-ups from people all across uh, all across the staff, so be sure to give this a uh, a look. Um, so the next game on the list was actually written up by Sam, and it is Atelier Reza 3, Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key. And this is going to be apparently releasing on February 24th, 2023. So it's going to have some going to have some stiff competition from Advance Wars, I guess.
4: When it came to looking forward to 2023, uh, this is one of the few games that I've been playing all the other entries in the series of, the Atelier series. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I chose to write for this one. I think um, of 2023 has a lot of big releases coming up. And this is one of those series that, weirdly enough, I know a lot about. So I'm really... Looking forward to see what direction Gust goes with this one. Mm. I think they've been building on their success a lot in the past few years. Uh, The original Atelier Riser was a big up of their game as far as quality goes. You know, they really upped their game with graphics. uh, Have they been using orchestrated soundtracks? I don't know, but this was the first one that was really like... It had a very distinct style compared to the other entries in the series, so it's just going to be. This is going to be the last one in the trilogy, so it'll. I'm really looking forward to see what Gus decides to finish that trilogy with.
0: I know nothing about this series except for the fact that I keep making Des review them. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think it's a fascinating series in that, like, I feel like it. I as a person who hasn't played them, um, it's interesting to me that like, they have like a development cycle that like, I don't know, like rivals Pokemon's, which, you know, we're not here to talk about that, but, um, in terms of how quickly they come out with games and, and the ways in which like the newest games seem to have really upped their game, um, I think is, uh, excellent. And, you know, I'm not really into crafting and RPGs in general, and certainly like a game where I'm Mostly doing crafting does not appeal to me, mm-hmm. but just like the buzz that Riza in particular has gotten has made me think like, huh, you know, maybe it's time to give this a shot.
4: I think it shows a shift in their strategy as far as their releases go as well, because uh, Riza was the first in the Atelier franchise as a whole to have numbered sequels per mm-hmm. Atelier, like for example, the island trilogy was Atelier Ravona, Atelier Totori, and Atelier and whereas this has been atelier riser one two three and now they're doing that with atelier sophie as well so you know they're obviously rethinking a lot of things rather than just the actual mechanics of the games themselves
0: i'm personally reminded of how some of the subtitles for all these games sound like doctor who episodes from like (laughs) tom baker's 1980s years like doctor who and the alchemist of the end (laughs)
4: They really do. They have great subtitles.
0: Doctor Who and the Grand Phantom. It just, they sound very grand and and, uh, mysterious.
4: They like secrets as well in their subtitles for the riser. I think the Mm. first one was Secret Hideout, was the second one Secret Fairy, and this one is Secret Key. Mm. What will we unlock? A TARDIS (laughs) Pam?
0: That would give you to play it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've, like I said, I don't really know these games that well. However, I have... I've talked to uh Des on the show about them in the past, and i've looked at, I've watched a lot of footage from them and they look really really cool. There's usually some kind of a time limit attached to it uh the game, and like after you beat the game, I guess you like have the other half of the game like there's a yeah. lot of content that you get to eventually
4: well, they have dropped the time limit mechanics uh for riser um I think they still had them in the last trilogy, so uh I don't know maybe they'll bring that for riser three I doubt they will but Mm. for for fans where that has well uh, potential fans i should say where that has been sort of a barrier for entry thinking oh i don't like you know the time limit constraints blah 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 this is a good entry point in the riser series because you don't have that you can you can enjoy your crafting going out to fight etc and it's you know there is there is no calendar in these there is still a, a day and night system
0: oh yes of course yeah is anyone else looking forward to playing it. Or trying it, I guess?
2: I'll be honest, I've never, never played the series, to be honest. Mm-hmm. If like I'm
3: like interested on playing the third one, do I have to like play the first and the second?
4: <laughs> I think uh, the story will be a continuation.
3: Oh, I see. So it's kind of like standalone.
4: I think the second one could be seen as standalone from the first one. Like It used the same characters, but I it was see. in a completely different setting and mm-hmm. use completely different themes. It, it was a different stage of Rise's life. She was older. So I think you do have a lot to benefit from playing the others in the series. But I also don't think it would be an issue to go into
3: mm-hmm.
4: one of the sequels without having played the prior one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so probably not the best jumping on point. But no. I mean, it doesn't need to be because the rest of them are fully available. And uh, the first entry, which was released in 2019, uh as you say in your write-up, it's uh, considered, uh, let's see, it's uh, which by many series standards is far too recent to be anticipating a part three, At here we are. So yeah, it's a lot of these things get released in a very <laughs> quick time frame.
4: And the weird thing is they don't seem to reuse that many assets either.
0: It's nice sometimes when games like that happen because you just get to really, you know, you can get on a flow and you, it's coming out soon. And you can really enjoy it.
4: It gives you enough time to move on from the last one while still having it fresh in your memory.
0: Exactly. Well, uh, one game that doesn't have that problem is Baldur's Gate uh, because the last <laughs> title of Baldur's Gate was, let's see here, released in 2000. 2000. Uh, it was released <laughs> in 2000. Um, now, there have been advanced editions released uh, in the early 10, 2010s and I think that's how uh, a new generation of gamers became familiar with Baldur's Gate which is a, uh, it, it's a D&D campaign setting game. It's considered to be one of the Uh, one of the greatest uh, CRPG series in history Um, and bless them that, you know, they're, they're bringing them, they're bringing it back. Um, So Baldur's Gate three has been in early access for the last two years, thereabouts, Um, you know, constantly getting more content added, but finally, finally it's getting its full release in August of 2023. And uh, I'm actually pretty excited for this and not, generally because of dungeons and dragons i've never i haven't actually played um the first two games in the series but uh uh the developers are responsible for divinity original sin and divinity original sin 2 which are considered to be the two successors of the crpg genre and two of the best rpgs released in the last uh i don't know decade so the fact that they're doing baldur's gate 3 is super super exciting
4: i don't think many people expected it to be honest
0: No, uh, actually, I think one of my one of the funnier moments from the Game Awards. Oh, by the way, this is like we're recording about two days after the Game Awards. So it's still very fresh in our mind. And they had a pretty awesome trailer for Baldur's Gate 3. And at the end, they had this big reveal where some guy like is inside a mimic and like tears his way out of the mimic chest. And it was like one of those moments where it's like, oh, my God but the audience clearly had no idea who he was. So there was like scattered clapping and like maybe one guy in the back from like who played the games in the 1990s going, or the the 2000s going, woo! And it was so anticlimactic. I loved it.
4: I think one of the funniest parts of its marketing campaign is that I'm sure it was uh, heavily marketed towards Google Stadia at first. We all know how that went, don't we?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I wrote I wrote the uh, the article for the uh, release date and uh, on the game page it was like platforms Google Stadia. I was like, mm, not anymore. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> no, but um, I'm actually quite excited for this. I've never played any of the Boulder's Gate series, but I really enjoyed Divinity: Original Sin Two, and I haven't I know it's in uh, like early access, but I haven't jumped in. But all the all the previews seem really really positive, so I'm definitely looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, and I think it looks excellent like it's going to be isometric like the rest of them but you are going to be like zooming in on characters faces with proper animations like it looks like a current gen game
3: i played the one in the playstation 2 I, i actually don't remember oh
0: dark alliance
3: yep yeah i think that's the one i mostly played it with my brother like that's always the memory i have whenever we were playing Baldur's Gate. it was more of like a um a fun game uh, playing in multiplayer with people so
0: i believe that the dark alliance uh spin-offs were uh real time instead of turn-based they went, i think
3: yeah, yeah they were real time that's the yeah. one i can remember
0: <laughs> well i'm i'm pretty excited about this i think it, i think it looks like it's going to be a uh, a fantastic crpg so yeah i am i am pumped computer art role-playing game for those who are wondering we have some jrpg crpg trpg Mm -hmm. yay all of the modifiers for rpg um yeah and that's going to be apparently released in august of 2023 um moving on we have coffee talk episode two hibiscus and butterfly um which will be releasing at some point in 2023 um this is uh our our fearless leader mike salvato uh loved coffee talk. Oh, yeah. just loves it so <laughs> much um so uh he is super super excited about this um and the game is kind of a sort of a visual novel uh with i guess barista uh simulator mechanics where you are a barista in a coffee shop in a parallel reality version of seattle uh where uh various fantasy creatures also exist but they are existing in a modern day setting um which it, I've played a little bit of it, not a ton, uh, as a visual novel, it, you know, it really hit the spot. It's kind of comforting. You get to know, you get to know the characters really, really well, as I guess you would, if you were a barista in a coffee shop. Um, and it, it just looks really, really cool. You know,
1: I, um, I can never get, um, like a disconnect coffee talk from Necrobarista in my head, mm. um, which I've played Necrobarista. <laughs> um, but I love the idea of, um, uh, and uh, there's some other uh, game where I feel like you're also like making cocktails for people, like making drinks for people, talking to them, just sort of that idea of getting to know people as they come through. And that sort of slice of life uh, notion is appealing to me. I have not played it. I probably won't. But I I think it's just like a cool idea. Um, and it's 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 ripe for good
0: storytelling and good writing characters. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and I mean, one of the the key points about this game and its, its predecessor is uh, the music, apparently, just really nice, comforting music, really nice, chill, chill music that people could use to study.
3: Yeah, actually, I I haven't played the game either, but it's just like oh, wish listed on my Steam account. But yeah, I'd listen to the music as well from time to time while working.
0: Yeah, it's it's that kind of game where it's just you can, if you're working or if you are in an actual coffee shop, You know, not a bad thing to put on your AirPods. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of those games that whenever I look at it, I'm like, I really should play the first one, which that's the that was my refrain during the game awards. All of these sequels are being announced. and I was like, yeah, the first one's on my Steam wish list. I really need to play it (laughs) over and over again. Too many games, not enough time.
3: Yeah, Too,
0: too many games, not enough time. Um, Well, let's move on to another game, which is coming out at some point in 2023. Incidentally, talking about refrains, some point in 2023 is going to be one you're going to hear a lot in this episode. Um, Like I said, because of the whole, you know, companies don't really want to announce release dates anymore. So we think we're getting them next year. So this is a game called Demon School, and it is a uh, TRPG. So a tactics RPG, it has uh, a mixture of like, it has a mixture of uh, kind of pixel arty, um, but with like high definition uh, character art kind of thing. It looks pretty darn cool. I know this is another game that Mike, uh, Mike is pretty excited about. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at a a write up preview for it right now on Nintendo Life, and uh, they were really high on it too. Um, And so we were putting this together, we didn't have a a name on it. And I was like, uh, the the buzz on this makes me really want to. Check it out. Um, And just like the um, the blend of the SMT with the DS graphics, Mm -hmm. with the storytelling as it is, and like sort of like horror theme in like sort of a a different kind of way. I think really um, it almost seems like SMT meets Fire Emblem to some degree. Um, Mm. And I'm very excited to check it out for that reason. Um, Apparently, the writing in it is really excellent. Um, And um, it's kind of tough, too, (laughs) um, in terms of. Uh, how how difficult the game is which i like um i i am not necessarily the biggest tactics rpg guy in general but this one really appeals
0: to me in terms of its blend of aesthetics and styles and effective writing mm-hmm. is anyone a fan of the uh sf the uh th- this particular style of uh demon in the modern day kind of thing but with a tactics
2: twist
3: mm, it does give me similar vibes to um persona
2: yeah that's that's what i was thinking uh
3: so it says here that like you'd also have like friendships and like apart from the story so you have to build relationships as well with the other characters so it does give me that vibe actually mm-hmm
2: yeah, I mean, like like Tin says, it, it looks a lot like Persona, and you know, I like strategy games. So if you're gonna give me a, a Persona like strategy game, I'm definitely interested. It. it and the art style is, is really nice, actually. So I'm definitely interested to see how it turns out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Um, well, I mean, Shimagami Tensei is a you know, a well a well loved franchise, um, but another well loved franchise with an actual uh, I was about to say new title, but I guess new remake coming out next year theoretically is dragon quest 3 the hd 2d remake which is coming out at some point in 2023 i have heard rumors that we're going to be getting some news about the release window pretty soon probably in january or maybe even in late december i I think there might be a a show for it like this week maybe like this is like really say this week
1: before this will post (laughs) um i think maybe
0: um but yeah hopefully it comes out this year yeah so there's a chance that by the time you listen to this you're going to be like no it's coming out i mean for us it would suck if this came out like (laughs) if it shadow dropped next week and we'd be like ah it's gonna have to be 34 games we're looking forward to That's true. you know the Um,
4: final fantasy numbering system really threw me for a loop then because i was thinking didn't this get remade on the 3ds and i was thinking no that was dragon quest 6 this is dragon quest 3 (laughs) <laughs> Final Fantasy
0: Four, yeah. <laughs> no, Dragon Quest Three got remade for the Game Boy Color, I believe. Um, I have that game; it yes, is great. That's correct. Um, so yeah, this is going to be. I mean, Square Enix are delving in, and they're going to be throwing uh, HD two D at their first like long-standing franchise because all the other uh, HD two D games have been uh, you know new titles. So mm. this is the first attempt. Yeah. Frig, you're right. Live Alive. I completely forgot about Live Alive, um, which is a shame because it's such a good game. Yeah, uh is. Yes. So Dragon Quest Three, which is considered to be one of the best entries in the series, a lot of nostalgia there, but for good reason, because it's a damn good game, uh, is going to be getting the full HD 2D remake uh, thing. So it's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to have depth now, some beautiful pixel-like graphics. Um, and yeah, it's going to be coming out next year is anyone excited for this yeah yeah.
2: i would say like i'm not like (laughs) the biggest dragon quest fan in the world i've I've played eight and eleven i but and i've enjoyed them a lot but i haven't played any others but um i think the hd 2d art style is like the perfect way to remake these old games i think like playing live alive just like reaffirmed that for me and so i'm really excited to jump in give it a go um yeah
1: i mean i've played dragon quest 3 before um and i think that it um it has some really great story moments, and like, um, they they've said that they want you to sort of be able to play this, um, in uh, you know, first before Dragon Quest one and two, and he's going to try to do some different things. So I'm I'm excited to see what Hori does with this. But like, Dragon Quest is one of my favorite series of all time. Dragon Quest three is the thing that sort of put Dragon Quest on the map, for that sort of you know old old wives' tale about, <laughs> um you know, the, the kids getting school off was because of the sales of this game in Japan. So I think that it is a game that a lot more people need to experience. And also like there's a lot of really close ties between this game and Dragon Quest XI. Um, and so I think it makes a lot of sense uh, yeah. for this to be the game that they choose to remake based on its popularity, based on the fact that Dragon Quest XI was incredible. And so many people maybe want to go back and see where it came from. So I I couldn't be any more excited um i will be playing it day one or reviewing it if you know our reviews manager maybe allows me to
4: <laughs> i think this will be a really nice throwback for long long time series fans as well because mm-hmm. um they seem to want to be moving away from some of the conventions of the series for Dragon Quest 12 whereas mm-hmm. they've still got the nostalgia factor for these remi- remakes um especially with the HD 2D so for sure yeah Great choice.
0: Yeah. Also, I I I would like some appreciation that I just let Zach's uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is incredible comment to sail over the plate without taking a swing at that one. Oh my god! Because um, I didn't want to start a fight. Um, <laughs> oh, we could we could go we could throw it out if you want. <laughs> uh, so sad when I was listening to the the retro uh, Dragon Quest Eleven uh, spoiler cast like years after you guys recorded it, and I'm like, I want to be on this episode so bad <laughs> <laughs> because I have thoughts. <laughs> It well, was anyway. it was a
1: positive. It was actually my first retro experience or a, a, a appearance, and it was a positive positive panel. Yes,
0: it was a very right. positive panel. <laughs> yes, it could have it could have used a uh, could have used a someone with a little rain cloud over their head with a little <laughs> frown going. <"Rrr." laughs> um. Yeah, I I played all I played Dragon Quest three. It's a great game. It's a classic RPG. Uh, I've played. I played the remake on Game Boy Color. I think I played I, I played the NES version like decades ago. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about this, and it looks pretty cool.
3: I haven't played honestly any Dragon Quest game, but like seeing the this one, the HD two D remake, uh, I am probably one of those who would give it a try since I like the HD two D style a lot. Since I Enjoyed playing Octopath Traveler Live Alive Triangle Strategy. So, this one, uh, I'm probably gonna give this a try after uh, I play the part two of Octopath, probably.
0: I mean, stealing a joke from last week's rhythm involving Dragon Quest. If you've played one Dragon Quest, you've played them all, really. It's it's no difference. Just play the first one. It's the same game.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we better move on before Zack has a little uh, Zack attack on the other side of the mic. Um, Let's move on to Dustborn, which is being released some point in 2023, maybe. So... Dustborn is one of those games that has been uh the release date has been getting pushed every single year since it was announced in 2020 um but that being said it looks like it has a pretty good chance of being released this year um it also looks terrific so it, it takes place in like a parallel reality future setting where uh the united states has i, I guess fallen um and uh it, the disunited states of america and it's a road trip kind of game uh it, it the the pedigree behind it is quite amazing uh like some of the devs are you know worked on the longest journey in Dreamfall, fall uh Quantic dreams uh heavy rain detroit become human they're set to publish so it has a pretty good pedigree behind it um and i have to admit i am pretty excited about giving this one a shot when it comes out because it looks like it really hits a lot of my uh a lot of my buttons.
4: I uh, uh, This had completely gone under my radar until we were preparing for this very podcast. And I uh, this is amazing to see the devs behind this, like a collaboration between devs from The Longest Journey and Dreamfall, two games I love. And then Quantic Dream, like, wow! <laughs> this could shape up to be something really impressive, I think.
0: I think so too. I hope so.
4: I hope so as well. I think... There were probably a few lessons to learn from Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human. So maybe that's why a collaboration with um, Red Thread Games, you know, very well known for their storytelling, or at least the games that they've, you know, released have had fantastic stories. So it could be a match made in heaven.
3: Yeah. I was gonna say that I have high expectation for the story for this one.
4: They they make great lead characters.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It, does, it looks very, very story-driven uh, with some fascinating characters. So, I mean, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's, it comes out this year. Uh, I would very much enjoy if it did. Um, moving on. Hey, Zach, do you want to take this one? I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aiden Chronicle, 100 Heroes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I'm guessing, given our audience, that almost everybody who's listening to this podcast is excited for this game. Um, but. Hopefully not as excited as I am, because I don't think it's healthy how excited I am. (laughs) Uh, I think it's probably a bad thing. Um, So, you know, I I played Rising List last year, and I think that the reception to it was sort of uh, up and down, which is like a prequel, like sort of a Metroidvania-ish game. You liked it. Yeah, and I liked it. Um, I liked it more than most. But the thing that excited me the most about it was that it set up. Um, from a a storytelling perspective, like a really interesting world that I think, um, a a larger scope story and and rising was pretty, um, small in its scope uh, in in terms of what we can look at, but obviously like the Suikoden influences are huge. You can see Suikoden two like writ large all over this game, which, Mm -hmm. um, is my favorite game of all time. So of course I'm excited. It looks beautiful. Um, everything that we're seeing about it is great. I love that it has inspired Konami to go back to a long dead franchise and do some things with it. Um, Which I, will be I've talking been, about a little later in the podcast. Yes. Yeah, long on the record as being, um, incredibly excited about this game. I, I think that it is shaping up to be really something fantastic. Um, I was hoping we'd have a release date by now, but I'm guessing that we'll get it sometime in the first half of the year, based on everything we're seeing. So um, Let, Let's toss out our usual some point in 2023. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
4: I, 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 I don't even know what to
1: say. I, I'm very excited.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think aside from it inspiring Konami, it's had a really good impact on uh, crowdfunding for other titles as well. It's given older studios that sort of inspiration to say, hey, maybe there is space for our games again. Mm-hmm. such as Pennyblood and... Armed Fantasia. Armed Fantasia, I am, indeed.
0: I'm pretty excited about this as well. I mean, Suikoden 1 and 2 are incredible, incredible games, and this looks like an evolution of that. And if they bring back that formula with the same uh, town-slash-castle-building mechanics, which honestly is my favorite part of these games, I just love building a castle. Um, It it, it does it so well. Um and maybe with a you know a more modern frame we might even be able to get a little bit more character development with some of the theoretical 100 heroes that are going to be yeah. uh, living there
1: I mean, they do a pretty good job of character development in Sweet it in Five, but that also made the game very long. Sweet <laughs> like, mm. in Five is like almost 100 hours, like 80 or 70, or 80 hours. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that um, I, I actually, honestly, don't think that I've ever anticipated a game more than I am anticipating this one. So that's that's where I stand on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, unlike unlike you guys, I I haven't played the uh, the Sweet franchise, but I will this year. Um, but um, I'm sure we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I think this game just looks awesome. Like if you, the screenshots are just like it's almost like H D Two D but its own its own kind of take on it. And I think it just looks stunning and obviously, you know, it has a huge pedigree behind it. And I think whenever you whenever you sort of on socials, anything like that, it is definitely one of the most anticipated games like within within like JRPGs at the moment, I think for sure, yeah. and I I'm really looking forward to playing it.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the fact H it's, it's not HD2D, but it looks a little bit like it. It's inspired <laughs> they, they by They just it. can't call it that because Square, Square Enix
1: has a copyright on it. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. But it's clearly inspired by. Um, well, Square Enix has a copyright on many things. Um, there's a weird, there's a very awkward transition, but I'm going to go with it, um, including one of their, you know, the Final Fantasy series. Uh, and next year, it looks to be a, Real good year if you're a Final Fantasy fan. I mean, we're not getting a sequel to Stranger of Paradise, but we are getting, <laughs> apparently, a sequel to Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. And that is going to be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Now, it's on this list. The release date window right now is winter 2023, maybe maybe early 2024. We don't know, but that's good enough to put it on the list. Um, I mean, it's Final Fantasy VII remake two. Uh, obviously people are super super excited about this game
1: i mean i i think i'm more excited for this than i was for the first one and i actually having played the first one have some criticisms of some <laughs> of the directions that they're going with it but I, I i can kind of put those aside what i'm really interested to see because midgar i was like okay i can see how you can make this sort of a corridor driven game where you're sort of like going from one spot to another um and it made sense because it's midgar right Mm-hmm. But here, I, I don't know how they're going to approach it. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. And, and and as much as I have problems with what they've done at the end of uh, part one um, of remake, it does make me excited to see some of the directions they're going to go here. I want to know like, how far along we're going to get. The fact that we know it's a trilogy at this point means that they're going to have to move pretty far forward in the story insofar as we know it um, at this point and you know uh, the remake was a phenomenal game The combat was excellent it's unique in its own way the storytelling for the most part was great the way they fleshed out some of these characters who we've loved for so long but still stayed true to who they are i thought was phenomenal so i I have a lot of faith in this game uh for being excellent and um i i'm very much looking forward to it Mm.
2: yeah like zach i'm i'm really looking forward to it i think my only as well not necessarily a concern but something i'm just more interested in is obviously midgar in the original game is is quite a, like a, a short segment of the game and we know that we're all we know now that this is going to be like a free part project so i'm quite inter- interested in seeing how they put i mean i know they're going to go in a different direction but assumedly it, it will be along the same lines how they're going to fit the rest of the game which is still a lot of the original into two games are they going to be like the same length as the remake or is rebirth going to be like a lot longer
0: yeah the joke i made when it got announced was i thought final fantasy 7 remake rebirth and recycle <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean my honest guess
1: is that they're going to go in a pretty different direction at the end of part two i think some significant things are going to change i think and this is pure speculation like end of disc one stuff which I guess I don't want to spoil a 25 year old game, but um, end of disc one stuff, I think is going to be pretty different. And I think that will set a course for the game finishing faster than it did. I'm guessing we're going to end right around where disc one ends is my guess.
3: I have a feeling that uh, for this part two of the remake is that they might change a few things from the original. That's what I'm actually looking forward to.
0: I think so too. I think that, Part of the reason why I think Final Fantasy VII Remake was so successful is because they uh, they didn't have any uh, golden golden cows, golden calves. They didn't have any... They they held nothing sacred. They decided, let's tell a story that is inspired by Final Fantasy VII and still holds to the characters and things like that, but we can do our own thing with it and expand the storytelling, uh, which I think is what you have to do with a remake unless you want it to make it feel like it's retreading old ground mm-hmm. and I still haven't played it, but from everyone I've talked to, including many on the podcast, final fantasy seven remake did not feel like a retread. Oh no. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's so more fully fleshed out and
1: the ending mm-hmm. of the game definitely puts it in a position to go in a very different direction. Um, so it could, but we'll see.
4: I think I as feel well, there are many us. Oh, go on. No, you, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. We're so British, aren't we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, the way stories were told in games back in the day is very different to how stories are told these days. So I think, um, you know, they were very sort of literal in their progression back then. Like, oh, we need to go here. So to get there, we need to take a boat here. Then we need to run across this plane and cross a mountain. You know, whereas they they don't need to necessarily do all that these days. It can be more about, like, destination, destination, rather than journey, journey, journey. So I think they will probably change a lot of the story elements still, but I think they can condense a lot of it as well mm-hmm. without changing necessarily
0: too much. And it looks real good.
3: Yeah. It's, they never fail on that.
0: Yeah. I'm hopeful that they give it a, a bit of a texture upgrade. As I understand it, some of the textures were a little bit, uh, last. They looked
3: gen. a lot better,
1: uh, with the PS five. Yeah. Know,
2: Integrate and stuff. looked really, really good. Yeah. That door. <laughs>
4: <laughs> i'll never forget the door no really that
2: no. i think as well though um it, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes i think um it's quite well I'll say clear but it seems like zach is going to be a much bigger part of it going forward i think there's a re- there's obviously a reason will i really <laughs> <laughs> but there's you know there's a reason they're bringing out the uh the crisis core reunion remake and i think um Square clearly wants people to understand Zack's story before moving on to Part 2.
0: Yeah, Crisis Core just got released. Uh, Bob did the review. It's up on RPG Fan right now, if anyone would like to read it. Um, and I guess the the ball continues to roll when it comes to Final Fantasy, because uh, one thing we do know for a fact we're getting, unless something completely unexpected happens, is Final Fantasy sixteen releasing on June 22nd of 2023. So 16 is, I mean, for God's sake, what can you really say? It's Final Fantasy 16. Uh, Tin, you wrote up the uh, the blurb about it. What What do you think about Final Fantasy 16?
3: Honestly, this, this is like the only reason why I wanted the PS5 back then. When this game was first announced, I was like one of those who was, I don't know, uh, shocked, I guess. <laughs> and I was so excited i was waiting for this game for this year i thought it'll come out this year because like yoshido was like saying it'll, it's almost finished and it'll come soon but then it got delayed and delayed, and now it's finally happening so i just can't wait i honestly just can't wait
0: I, I completely understand that. <laughs> this is the first Final Fantasy game I've seen in a few years, which to my mind looks like a Final Fantasy game. Um, they've gotten away from admittedly cool mashups of Stand By Me and uh, the Final Fantasy theme and you know, going on a road trip with the boys. And now we're back in a firmly medieval, yeah. very dark medieval setting.
3: With all the war. And I love the fact that um, it's a bit dark and mature this time
0: oh it looks super mature
3: yeah yeah (laughs) i think it's rated something i forgot uh
0: and it looks obviously it's it's moving again towards the uh it's still a jrpg but the more action-oriented combat away from the turn-based combat that final fantasy classics are known for Mm -hmm. uh looks to be taking that to a new level and Mm -hmm. uh uh, i guess there's a lot of focus on summons in this game Mm. (laughs) yeah They look incredible. Gosh, it's yeah. like
1: giant kaiju fights. Like one someone against another. Yes, yes, please give it to me.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, we just got a new trailer for it at uh, the Game Awards, and it looks real good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't stay up for the Game Awards. I mean, being in the UK, it was like middle of the night. But the first thing I did when I woke up the following day, onto YouTube, watch the trailer. I'm Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. Um, It'll actually be the, the first Final Fantasy game that I play on release, like mainline. Because mm-hmm. when Final Fantasy XV released, I was still in secondary school, so oh, no, I did not stop. have much money at stop. all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Zach, you could have taught Tom.
1: <laughs> I actually have students now who are probably about Tom's age, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like sixteen looks remarkable, right? Like, I, 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 I in, outside of everything else about it, you know, like it looks incredible. We got the DMC Combat designer coming in, and DMC Combat is DMC Combat. We've got Soakin. It looks so cool. I, I think that's going to set up a really compelling revenge angle from what we saw. Oh, God, it sounds run. so good. But Yoshi P, that's the only thing I need to say. If you've played Final Fantasy 14, Yoshi P. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, he's, I, 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 don't, I know, like, uh, it's like idea of like sort of worshiping game developers, like all the Kojima stuff. I'm like, all right, come on. Um, but, um, Yoshi P is remarkable. I, I trust him. Absolutely. I think this is going to be an all-timer. Sorry,
0: I got a real all religions are bullshit except for mine vibe from <laughs> exactly. what you just said. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's exactly what I meant to say. And I'm glad you heard me. <laughs>
4: well, I'm actually one of the people that is avoiding as much content related to this game as possible, which I do not recommend to any of our listeners We've read all of our articles about Final Fantasy 16. but I want to go into There are going reminds, to be a lot you know. of them. I I want the complete fresh experience. So I don't even know what any of the characters are called or anything at this point.
0: Mm -hmm. You're one of those people who avoid even movie trailers and things like that.
4: Only for very specific things, because I think the Final Fantasy series is one of those that's so pivotal and important in my life that I, I don't want preconceptions at this stage in my life. I want to go in, enjoy it for what it is, and then decide if I agree with everybody else afterwards, you know.
2: Well, the good news is you can pet the dog in Final Fantasy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
4: Well, that's good to know. I don't mind knowing that tidbit of information.
0: And the even better news is that you're going to get to play it in about six months,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is mind-blowing, but hey. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for this thing to come out. I can't wait to hear everyone's reactions to it. Um, I've moved far away from the Final Fantasy mainline series in the last few years, and this is going to be a real great jumping-on point for it. Um so pretty excited to get back on the back on the final fantasy train
3: sounds like all of us are gonna play this
0: <laughs> us and everybody else yeah, probably listening everyone. to this podcast
3: yep.
0: <laughs> um well a game another long-standing rpg franchise is coming out with a new game uh next month as a matter of fact in about uh, one month and 10 days and that is fire emblem so a brand new fire emblem file fire emblem engage is coming out uh There has has been a a fair bit of buzz about the main character's hair looking like toothpaste. Um, But but, uh, yeah, Three Houses was probably the biggest hit Fire Emblem has had, I mean, probably in its history, especially here in the West. Um, And because of that, uh, a lot of people have their eyes eagerly fixed on Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, I'm surprised that... It's so funny. Fire Emblem Awakening came out in oh god, when did it come out? It was two thousand and uh
2: nineteen.
0: It was two thousand and nineteen. And does it does not feel like that long ago, but it it's been a while since we've had a brand new Fire Emblem uh game. So yeah, uh this is, you know, one of the classic tactical RPGs, uh, and people are super excited for it. Is anyone here excited for it?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I do wonder um it seems to be fairly different from free houses i'm not sure how much of that social element is going to be there it seems to be focusing far more on the uh, the engage rings which are like bringing back past characters but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing it's always a uh, good to change change things up a little bit and um the reception so far apart from the uh, the toothpaste hair seems uh pretty positive i don't know i
0: think the toothpaste hair is i think i think that's loving that's a that's a loving uh slight uh Slightly making fun of it, but in, like, a, a, a comforting, you know, supportive way.
4: Are Nintendo trying to set a new trend here, though? Because isn't there a character in the most recent Pokemon games with a hairstyle very similar to that?
2: Yeah, Penny. Penny?
4: Yeah. 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 Hot new trend for 2023. Toothpaste hair.
2: The Toothpaste <laughs> MCU. <laughs>
3: the the last story trailer they re- released for this actually looks great.
0: I agree. Um... It looks like it's going to have a you know strong story, strong everything. And you're right, it, it is going to theoretically be moving a little bit further away from the, uh, I guess, the school mechanics of the last game.
2: And uh, yeah, I think I think the only thing that's that slightly sad would be on this is that they've already announced DLC for it. And it's like, and it, it comes as like starting day one. So you know, unless you're spending that extra $30, $35 on release day, you're already behind other people, which I mean, it is only... I believe it basically only adds in like additional characters. So I think the first wave is um characters from free houses, but I do feel like mm. as soon as you're launching a game you're already like pushing DLC. It just feels a bit a bit soon.
0: Yeah, it's a bit Mass Effect 3 like hold back holding back a character that should've been in the game originally as a DLC optional character. Um
2: I feel
4: like yeah. every Nintendo game these, these days releases with a DLC pass though, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah Nintendo went from fair. not yeah. really doing DLC to really yeah. being into it. Those like Mario a few years Kong ago, numbers
2: to... must be looking pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks to be like a pretty cool game. Obviously, we're going to be covering that in, jeez, just about a month, which is again crazy. And just past that, actually, four days after that's released, Forspoken is going to be released. Um, now, Forspoken has been a little bit of a controversial game uh, because it it looks like a fantasy game. It's, it's it looks like basically you know a fantasy game, but. Its protagonist, uh, Frey, is from New York City and gets tossed into a fantasy world. So it's that kind of thing. And th- some people don't like... Oh, crepes. What, what are they called again?
4: New Yorkers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no ga- games where games where someone <laughs> from the real world gets tossed into a fantasy world. I know
4: what you mean. Isekai.
3: It- is it- isekai, isekai that's yes. It,
0: yeah. yeah, it's an Isekai game. Um, and for the better or for the worse. That being said, it looks pretty damn good. Uh, great graphics it looks like a really really solid combat experience uh it's going to be some interesting uh travel throughout the world um i'm actually pretty excited for this and i guess we're going to be seeing some more of it over the next month obviously as it gets come up to release there is a
2: um there is a demo on the playstation store right now um that you can play um from what i've heard like the impression so far is like you were saying like the world itself like is is pretty pretty and the combat's great but it's a bit the world seems a bit empty Mm-hmm. But I guess this is only a demo. You know, they're still they're probably not gonna fit it out hundred percent. But it's definitely a title I'm optimistic about. I am definitely gonna wait and see what the uh what the reviews are for this one though. And,
1: and I know this will be up by the time um this episode goes up, but Scott had an opportunity to go to uh, an event in New York and Scott is our resident New Yorker and uh he was very that was high. Um <laughs> <might come
0: in. laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that what they're called?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, um, and he seemed to think it was really, like, really good. And, you know, and I, I, I'm I a little higher on 15 than others. Um, and so I think that maybe makes me a little more excited for this game. Um, so I, I think that it looks good. I'm not sure that it's a game that I'm going to, like, pick up on release. Kind of want to see what the reviews look like. But because there are just so many games this year. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think it, it, it looks promising.
3: Yeah. Uh, I played the demo last night, actually and um just like what tom said earlier like um the combat is really really good like it's it's super fun honestly but um the parts that were lacking a bit i guess is uh how open world it is but then um yeah most parts of it are empty but then i guess since it's just a tutorial so Maybe that's the reason why, it's they're just like giving you a glimpse on how the combat looks like. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to how the story would be um, laid out in the game. So I hope it's actually good and it's it's it would be on par with how the combat looks like. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, up next, which is a game that has been showing up on many a most anticipated in the next year list over the last few years is Granblue Fantasy Relink. Um, this was announced in 2017. Uh, it Where we're... we're we're anticipating it, that's for sure. Uh, it was on our list for 2020, 2022. It's now on 2023. It was also 2019. I wrote it up that time. Oh, oh perfect. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, hey, Zach, looking forward to Grand Blue
1: Fantasy Relink? <laughs> I, I, I definitely still am. I mean, I, maybe not as much as Des, since Des is the one who writes it up every time now. But, um, yeah. you know, it's based on an incredibly popular, like, sort of gotcha mobile game um in Japan that I don't think still we have access to um in America mm-hmm. um this grand blue fantasy but you know early on like platinum was working on the combat and I was like platinum's working on it yes please um <laughs> and apparently they're not working on it so much now but you know like every time I see a trailer for it or anything like it, it looks flashy it looks like the combat's going to be super fun we don't really know much about it outside of that there's going to be some multiplayer involved We know that it looks great and it's got a great pedigree behind it. Apparently, we're going to hear more. I think Des mentions this as well on January 20th and finally get a demo. So like not long after this, we'll have a better feel for it. But um, just the. The names behind it alone and just the way that it looks make me pretty excited
0: for what it's going to be, this, this sort of action RPG. Mm. Well, seeing as that we have a very solid release date of sometime in 2023 next to it, I'm sure that we'll have the opportunity to see more of it very soon. One can hope. <laughs> see, here's here's how you know we care, ladies and gentlemen. This thing has been on four lists thus far of most anticipated, and it's always been a different blurb. That's Although true. If, it <laughs> de- if it doesn't come out next year, I, Zach, I firmly believe that we should just start reusing the same one over and over again. <laughs> We'd have to make some mild adjustments to Dez's, but yeah, sure. Why not? Just put a disclaimer <laughs> off the top saying this is the same blurb we wrote in 2019. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny. I, I don't disagree with you. Dates dates have been changed, updated. Otherwise, the content remains the same. <laughs> um, well, moving on to what I would suspect are two of Caitlin's most anticipated titles of 2023 is... Uh, Hero, the Legend of Heroes, Trails of Azur, and The Legend of Heroes, Trails into Reverie. Um, so Trails to Azur comes out on March 14th uh, of next year, and apparently Trails into Reverie is going to be coming out summer 2023. Um, so these are going to be, you know, Legend of Hero games, which have a, you know, they're incredibly, incredibly popular among RPG fans. Uh, these have been out in Japan for years and years now, and they are, very slowly trickling out over time as they are localized. So two of them are coming out next year, which is kind of exciting.
4: Yeah, I think this is one of those series that, like, I don't say this to discredit the quality of the games at all, but I think with the releases of them, it just adds to the pressure to like, I really want to get into this series, but at this point (laughs) there is so many of them that (laughs) it's just just like ah! you know
1: <laughs> and you really kind of need to play them like not yeah. necessarily in order yeah. but basically in order like i played tr- cold steel 1 and 2 and everyone's like oh you really got to know some more things for cold steel 3 then i started yeah. cold steel 3 and i'm like oh there are all these characters who i don't know who they are but i'm pretty sure they're in trails of the sky okay everything
4: i see about these series i know i would love but at the same time time you know
0: <laughs> yeah they're sh- they're long games
4: yeah I think you're probably looking at about 400, 500 hours now. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. The last trails I played was still in the sky, and now I can't even remember what happened there. So I have to go back all the way <laughs> <laughs> to that one.
0: Wikipedia is your friend in cases like that, <laughs> I think. Um, well, moving on to what I think is, okay, honest to God, I know that people ha- are anticipating many, many games next year. Obviously, Final Fantasy sixteen is huge, and... And, you know, for for other people, Trails games and for Zach, anything that involves in. But I think most people are really, really excited for this next game, which is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Tom, you wrote the blurb for this. Are you excited for Tears of the Kingdom?
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked about how excited we were for Final Fantasy 16 earlier. But if there's one game that I am anticipating more, it is Tears of the Kingdom. I mean... I know not everyone agrees. I I think, Zach, you're not a big fan of Breath of the Wild, if I'm right. That
1: is correct, yes. But in
2: my opinion, it is one of the best games of all time. And I just, I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, I was really looking forward to it coming out this year. And then it got delayed. And I thought, oh, I know what will solve that. I'll replay Breath of the Wild. And that only made it worse. I now (laughs) spend every waking moment waiting for this game. No, but um I'm yeah, I can't wait to see what they do. I mean I think when they announced it back in twenty nineteen, like perhaps it was a bit early, perhaps you know, obviously COVID has affected some things, but (laughs) I think this is I believe one of the longest gaps we've ever had between mainline Zelda games. And considering that we're assuming they're reusing quite a lot of assets, I think it's gonna be interesting to see like they've taken so long to make something new. When uh, you know their focus hasn't been on asset creation, so I'm expecting like some some big things. And I think from the trailers we've seen so far, it seems to like just be going above and beyond.
4: Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see what they have been doing in that time. If not necessarily pumping up loads of new assets,
0: uh, and it's actually surprising just how little we've seen of this game thus far. We got the initial trailer, which was Link and Zelda going through some catacombs and apparently a skeleton Ganon. Uh, and then we got the the most recent trailers where we see Link flying through the sky with kind of a, a bit of a Skyward Sword vibe. Um, we know it's Link going to be the main character. So any thoughts, I guess, any hopes of Zelda being the main character, I think, is out the window now, which was my hope. That being said, I, I am not that does not affect my enthusiasm for this game, even one little bit. Um, also, Tom, I love the line in your blurb here that says, Zelda is the one franchise we can confidently say had its Breath of the Wild moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can.
1: <laughs> you know, honestly, even though I wasn't a huge fan of Breath of the Wild, I'm still kind of excited for this game, even though I probably won't like it very much. <laughs> no, 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 Zach. You
0: you have your role here. You're like like I said earlier, you're the little boy sitting in a mud puddle with the rain cloud above his head, frowning. That's your role in this game.
4: Well, my memory of Breath of the Wild was very clouded by the fact I had norovirus when it came out, so
0: hopefully this is a
4: redemption. <laughs>
0: oh, that is that is hard. I was I mean, very, very sick. <laughs> uh, my memories of Breath of the Wild, I just friggin' loved it, uh, as did, you know, anyone with taste. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> um, but some of my favorite memories of Breath of the Wild is uh, Amanda started to play it, and it gave me a real worldview into just how... Incredible! This game is in terms of what you can do because she was playing it not even remotely in the same way that I played it. Um, like she was a hardcore bug collector, and I mean, whenever Amanda plays a Legend of Zelda game, she's always the—we call her the gardener of Hyrule because she just <laughs> loves cutting the grass. Um, and this game, she played the game in a very different way than I did, and I was like, "Oh, this game kind of lets you do your own thing." Um, I'm really hoping that uh, Tears of the Kingdom does the same.
4: It'll be fun to see if you can still put off so many physics exploits as well to, like, shoot yourself off into the sky and things like
3: Maybe that. Maybe that's
0: why it's been taking so long. They're just desperately trying to patch that one exploit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tin, do you have any thoughts?
3: I only have one problem about this coming out, uh, that it's coming out on May already. And it's just one month for me to finish this before 16 uh, final fantasy 16 comes out
4: yeah that's
3: Yeah, and i played breath <laughs> of the wild for like how many months i played it uh, i don't I, I don't even know how many hours i dipped into <laughs> that so i'm pretty sure it's gonna be as long as this one so yeah that's my only issue <laughs> <laughs> Managing my time.
0: (laughs) It's coming out on May 12th, so uh, hopefully you'll find the time to play both of them. (laughs) Um, Coming out, I'm just, you know what, I'm just going to take these ones because... uh, So Yakuza is dead, long live Yakuza. Uh, Like a Dragon Isheen and Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, both are coming out, apparently, in 2023. So Isheen is a full remake of... uh, the game that came out in 2014 that was never released in the West. Um, it's using, it's, it's updated some of its cast with more recent characters from Yakuza. The basic idea being it kind of casts Yakuza characters in historical roles. So they're still like identifiably Kiryu Majima, but they are playing roles in this historical drama. And in this particular case, you know, Kiryu doesn't kill anyone. Well, in this case, his fighting styles include a sword and a gun. So he kills many, many people in this game. Um, A lot of people have said that this has one of the best stories in Yakuza or like a dragon history. Um, And I believe them from what I've heard, I've seen some, it's still very clearly a Yakuza game, even though it takes place hundreds of years in the past. So I'm super, super excited for this. And I know that a lot of people are also super excited for the man who erased his name, which is bringing back Kiryu as uh, one of the main characters of like a dragon. Uh, In this particular case, It is uh, kind of a midquel that's going to be taking place between Yakuza 6 and Yakuza Like a Dragon, showing what Kiryu has been up to during this time. Um, And the big news, of course, is screw all that. The hostess minigame is coming back for the man who erased his name. So that is going to be like (laughs) 20 hours of my time right there. Uh, And it's going to be a smaller game. But then again, they put the Cabaret Club minigame in it. So how small could it possibly be? That is going to pad out the time considerably. So, yeah, uh, two Yakuza games coming out this year, and I couldn't be more excited. Does anyone have any excitement (laughs) for Like a Dragon whatsoever? You know,
1: um, I I feel like um, I've played uh, both Judgment Games and Seven, and I've played a lot of Zero, and I would very much like to play them. But, you know, Yakuza in or Like a Dragon is in some ways kind of like uh, the Trails series, where I'm like – I want to play some of these more recent games. And yeah. I know I could without the context. It's not like Trails where you really need to play in one order. But like, I want to play Zero and Kiwami first. And then I'm like, well, if I played those two, then I want to play Kiwami too. Then
0: I want to play three, then I want to play four. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Zach, I have the perfect solution for you. There was a feature that got written for RPG Fan very, very <laughs> sh- short time ago called So You Want to Get Into the Series. told me to play Zero series. or Kiwami
1: first. So,
0: <laughs> well, Actually, technically, one of the writers told you to play Zero and the other <laughs> writer told you to play Kiwami, So, Right. And I've gone <laughs> totally out of order. I played seven first. So I love ah, seven. Oh what goodness, are you thinking? So
1: good. What were you thinking?
0: <laughs> I think for those who are looking for a real good jumping on point to the Yakuza series, Ashin uh, is going to be, you know, it's out of continuity. It takes place yeah. hundreds of years before. So that's going to be a perfect example of getting into the series, the type of gameplay you can expect and the ridiculous number of mini games and stuff getting like that.
1: Getting to play as a samurai. It's pretty much like that alone is probably going to make me buy it and play it. That's going to probably get into my next like a dragon game, if I'm being be honest, because samurai so cool. Looks so good.
4: My name is in Samurai.
1: What? Sam. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> I-,
3: I paused for a bit. <laughs> it took me uh, a
1: second,
0: and I was like, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> I like to make these little
4: observations. <laughs> I really appreciate that.
0: <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam, Tom, or Tin, have any of you played a Yakuza or Like a Dragon game? And if, if you have not, you probably should. I've played Like a Dragon.
3: I actually bought uh, seven, but I haven't started it yet. It's it's um, waiting waiting to be
2: played. I'm in the uh, the same position as Tin. I have like mm-hmm. a dragon. I just haven't started it yet.
0: Like a dragon's a terrific jumping on point. It just is, and I mean it's an amazing it's game. Fabulous! It's so it's good. good. It's so good. good. Okay, we said that at the exact same time, <laughs> and then repeated at the exact same time, <laughs> <laughs> which is your your clue that perhaps Yakuza Like a Dragon is a game worth playing. Um. Well, moving on to a collection. So over the last few years, Capcom especially has been, you know, Konami and uh, a lot of companies have been releasing like big collections of some of their games. And a friggin' massive one is coming out at some point in 2023. And that is Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. So uh, the the Battle Network Collection games uh, were on Game Boy Advance. And they, uh, they came out, I mean, Decades ago, and we've we've seen Hide Nor hair of them since then. But the legacy collection is going to be ten full games. Admittedly, some of these games are going to be uh like there's gonna be releasing. So it's gonna be Mega Man Battle Network, Mega Man Battle Network 2, Mega Man Battle Network 3 Blue and White, Mega Man Battle Network 4, Red Sun and Blue Moon, Mega Man Battle Network 5, Team Proto Man, and Team I cannot make out the word what that is. My eyesight is not good enough. Anyway, the point and there's going to be final. There's going to be two sixes coming out, so it's going to be ten games. Technically, it's going to be six games if you're being realistic about like the different color coded versions of it. And yeah, if you miss these on the Game Boy Advance, then this is this is going to be a perfect opportunity to play it. I know Solosi's excited. It's one of those games that I I've always like kind of wanted to at least try, mm-hmm. but
1: haven't. So I'll definitely be picking the collection up. I, I think it's. Um, I love that Capcom is showing love to its older games, um, and you know, um, is still making new games. unlike like Konami, so yeah i I think it's <laughs> I, I think it's great that they're releasing them when they've just, been hard
0: to get your hands on. I just finished uh, Mega Man 11 last night for the first time. I've heard it's real hard, so I haven't played it yet. <laughs> it's one of the hardest. It, it, for everything I've seen online, it's like, well, the game's too easy. I've, what? I've beaten <laughs> all of the Mega Man games before without tremendous amounts of difficulty. Eleven kicked my butt. Yeah, repeatedly. I've heard Eleven's really hard. It's really friggin' hard until the end, of course. Once you start getting upgrades and stuff and you can you know invest in getting like nine, nine health tanks and things like that, it becomes way easier. But yeah, the first couple of levels, real friggin' hard game. But these are very different than those.
4: Yeah, I just don't have anything to say about Mega Man. I've never
2: played any of them, so... I'm very um, much in the same situation. He looks cute. Little blue dude. Yeah,
0: little blue dude, yeah. And there's going to be, you know, it's a it's turn-based square grid combat kind of thing, um, which is, you know, different than, obviously, the mainline series or Are these X. the ones
4: that have loads of really screenshotable phrases in its script? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that might make me play some of them, then.
0: Very memeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what is it? Jacking in, surfing the web and busting viruses. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's gonna, that's, that's one of those collections that's just going to be providing a ridiculous, ridiculous value to people. Um, and you know, hopefully it, it's coming out and it's coming out next year. And I suspect that will actually come out next year because it's a collection. So it's obviously there's development time, but not as much. Um, okay. Another game that is coming out at some point in 2023 is metal slug tactics. Um, i gotta be honest i have no i've never played a metal slug game i'm not into it at all who is
2: like you i i've never actually played a metal slug game but for some reason when this game popped up i was like right it's strategy it's an rpg i I really want to give this a go and i didn't write the entry for our most anticipated but i was the one that uh, added it to the list i don't know quite what it is about this game and why i want to play it it might be the crazy sort of like anime announcement trailer that (laughs) that went really hard (laughs) but um it just looks like a little bit like Advance Wars, but obviously it's not. But I don't know. I just think it's it's an interesting new direction for a franchise that's always been, you know, a shooter or a running gun, you know? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes. And the team behind it have, like, they've done some, some pretty good, they've developed some pretty good games before as well. I think they were, I believe... I could be completely wrong here, but I think they're in some way connected to Streets of Rage 4. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I kind of
3: understand, though, why uh, Tom hasn't played any Metal Slug game. I mean, how old are the Metal Slug games?
0: (laughs) Yeah, all you kids.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but this one is uh, looking very a lot more interesting, I'd say, since this is a new take on them since I also have gotten used to the run and gun thing th- that they had in the past so mm-hmm. yeah I'm also looking forward to this
0: I think it looks I mean obviously graphically it's it's a gorgeous looking game so I think that's one of the reasons it's really on a lot of people's radar it just looks really really cool um, I mean aesthetics can sell a game and speaking of aesthetics if you are a fan of the original Game Boy or Game Boy Color then uh, the next game on this list is definitely on your radar which is Mina the Hollower so this is Yacht Club Games. They're the creators of uh, Shovel Knight, which is is still one of my favorite platformers. I think Shovel Knight is just absolute genius, and by far like the best one of the best values uh, you can possibly get for your money in terms of video games. Like you buy if you buy the Treasure Collection, I think you get like four games worth of pure content. It's crazy, but they're releasing a kind of looks like an homage to Link's Awakening, uh, very similar graphic style. Uh, and it looks real, real good. Very pretty, if you like that kind of style of graphics, which I do. Obviously, I grew up with it, so I'm pretty excited for it. It's going to be coming out uh, December next year, apparently. We hope, but you know, it could be delayed.
2: I'm looking forward to this. I mean, um, anything connected to uh, Link's Awakening, which is the best Zelda game, is definitely uh, definitely <laughs> going on my wish list.
0: Hey, we can agree on that. Ah, <laughs> it's a love fest all of a sudden.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say similar. To be fair, like that era of Zelda games should be preserved forever.
0: Mm-hmm. It It's just, it looks really, really cool, and they've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they have nailed and redefined the, I guess I want to say the quote-unquote 8-bit platformer um, with a Shovel Knight series, so the idea that they're going to take another genre, which is like adventure RPG style uh, Link's Awakening, it, it's, it's really, really cool, and they're doing their own take on it, so I think that if, it's, if they if they continue on their streak with Shovel Knight, they're going to nail it, and I'm pretty excited. Um, moving on to another title that is obviously a throwback to earlier days with a modern spin. We're doing another HD, HD 2D title, which is... Or 2D HD title, which is uh, Octopath Traveler 2. So this was a surprise. Uh, we, this got announced a few months ago now, and I was not expecting it. I don't think anyone was. Um, and it's exactly what it says on the tin. It's Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, Promises that have been made, it looks just as good, obviously. Uh, Promises that have been made is that it might be a little bit more story-focused with character development and character interactions more specifically because that was the big letdown for Octopath Traveler 1, which was the characters, aside from like little tiny cutscenes, didn't really interact with each other a whole lot, uh, if at all. So this game, apparently, there are going to be some character interactions. It's really taking a page from its first title. Like all of the classes are remaining the same. It's taking place in a different world though. So it's going the Final Fantasy route and uh, like all different, all brand new characters. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how this thing develops. Super excited to get the new soundtrack because the soundtrack oh, of Octopath oh, yes. Traveler oh, yes. is just
3: yeah. pure,
0: crazy, amazing. <laughs> so hopefully two day, is going
3: to be as well. I still well. listen to it.
0: Oh, so I was just listening earlier today. So yeah. I
4: think uh, I wrote about the Octopath soundtrack for Music of the Air last year.
0: Oh, it's incredible! It's I mean... like
4: such a long time ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Sam, you wrote a review for uh, Champions of the Continent, didn't you?
4: Yeah, uh, actually, I didn't. I don't know much about um, Octopath Traveler too. So when you said just that it's set in a different world, that was quite surprising to me because um, uh, Champions of the Continent is set in the same world as Octopath Traveler, the first one. So I did kind of assume that they were going to, you know, make a coherent kind of world flow from the first one through to the mobile game through to the sequel um so obviously not but um (laughs) (laughs) i think one thing i'm kind of hesitant with for this one is that i've seen that they're introducing i can't remember what specifically they're calling them but duo stories so two people sharing a story Hmm. but i'm not i i don't get the angle of why Everything has to be either individual or duo. You know, like, who isn't going to get all eight characters? Just just put bits in that's all eight of them.
0: Mm. <laughs> I, it's, I, the, I know, I it's the non-linear style of the original that created those issues, though, I think. Which, the idea you can yeah. do the stories in any order you want. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that meant that characters couldn't interact with each other because they might not be in your party you might yeah. not even have met I them think yet hypothetically by the the if you tried hard enough
1: you probably could have done it without recruiting some of the characters probably
4: yeah. mm. well that's what so. i meant just about who's not going to get all eight of them like i yeah. think I, I really hope that this time around there are more not just one people not just two people like group stuff yeah
0: yeah and i enjoyed octopath i ran into a hard wall with the uh final secret boss oh, it's, crazy um, hard. it's crazy hard to <laughs> use a guide to tell you exactly how to do it i don't know how you do it <laughs> even then I, even then i tried a guide it was so annoying because the, the final boss has like five bosses just before him and i plowed through all of them no problem at all and then i hit the final boss and i was like okay nope, i can't do this because i need to have all <laughs> the characters leveled up to the same place and they're oh not. i
4: think i hit that same ball and i've just like worn it out of my memory
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I had been sort of like flipping out parties the whole game, but like unless you had Tressa set up exactly in a particular way, Alvin set up in a certain way. There's no way. But yeah, I mean, I I, I it didn't bother me as much in Octopath as some other people, like the idea of the fractured stories. I mean, it was definitely weird when you were standing in front of someone and they were talking to you like there weren't like seven other people standing next to you. That's mm-hmm. kind of weird. Um, it is but weird. I, I, I kind of liked those tales like skits um, where they were talking between each yeah. other and the combat. An octopath is just so good. Like I think oh, it's, it's my favorite turn-based combat. Still, it's very slick, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's fantastic, and it, it gives you so many opportunities to play around with it. And in some other games, where like the combat is that convoluted, sometimes like the random battles can feel like they're taking forever. But it didn't there. You were still able to take things down quickly without really having to strategize like a crazy amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's if it wasn't for like 16 and you it would be my most anticipated game of the year i loved it i wrote a review that got me a job here at rpg fan for octopath travelers so i am a huge fan partially for that reason but i just love the game too Mm -hmm. so you're probably excited about this one i am very much so Mm -hmm.
4: did it really take that long for the soundtrack to come out i've just realized if I wrote about it for music of don't the
1: year. I think so. I mean, I, I've had a physical for a minute. Um So the, maybe, maybe it was some sort of arrangement album or something. I don't know.
0: But I've had a physical for longer than that. I have their 8-bit arrangement album, and it's so good.
4: Maybe it was just for my like personal music of the year or something.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. But there's going to be lots more music to listen to next year. That's for sure.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely.
0: It's going to be a good year for Rhythm Encounter. Um All right. Uh, let's see. Who's a fan of One Piece? <laughs> okay then well then one piece odyssey is coming out january 12 2023 and uh moving on no uh well i'll just mention mention it briefly so one piece odyssey is it's a pirate adventure kind of thing and it looks like it's taking this game looks like it's taking a lot of nods from the graphic style and look of final Th- or of uh, uh dragon quest 11 it looks really really good and if it wasn't attached to an ip that i knew nothing about i'd probably be pretty excited for it but i don't really know it all that well so yeah, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of One Piece, then guess what? There is a game coming out on January 12th in, geez, about 20 days that you would want to check out.
2: Yeah, I think I think that is the problem. I mean, One Piece has over a thousand episodes at this point. So, like, okay. if you're not already invested in the franchise, I, I don't think you're going to have... You're not probably not looking to pick this one up.
0: No. Um, another game that is getting a sequel next year that's coming out at some point in 2023 is Oxenfree. So this is Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. Oxenfree 1 is a, uh, is a narrative adventure game which is beloved by many. I actually have it installed on my computer right now. I always try to keep my games installed on my computer down to a manageable level just so I don't get overwhelmed by my Steam library. Um, and this is on it. So this is one of the games that I can play. Uh, in the near future, and I likely will because uh, the sequel looks really, really great, and I obviously would like to have this game completed before the sequel comes out.
4: this uh the original has been on my playlist for a long time as well i I will try and get around to it before this comes out i I really like the graphical style aside from anything else,
0: yeah, music. it looks really cool
4: yeah
0: um well, next on the list is Path of the Midnight Sun which, oh, this is cool. So apparently this was originally a ROM hack for uh, Fire Emblem and the Sacred Stones. And it's going to be a hybrid visual novel slash RPG, um, which looks to be really, really cool. We cover, you know, this kind of game on the site and not quite my cup of tea, but I know it's the cup of tea of more than a couple of people on the site and certainly some of our uh, viewers and listeners. So uh, is anyone excited for Path of the Midnight Sun? Uh,
4: I think this genre... Is one that does interest me quite a lot, and seeing that the write-up is by Audra, I love this. I love the games that Audra writes about. I think she brings, you know, <laughs> she brings a good selection of unique games that she writes about. So I think um, this this one I would I would be very happy to look into
0: Audra, our uh, our laziest contributor, hasn't even. <laughs>
4: Has she written anything this year? One article. She hasn't even reached forty <laughs> reviews
0: this year, Sam. She's still at thirty-eight. Oh my gosh! I don't think I've
1: written thirty-eight reviews since I've started here, and Audrey and I started on the exactly the same day. So
0: there you go. <laughs> uh, I think
4: I've written four, three this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, when I think of when I think of Audrey, I think of prolific is a pretty good word. Oh, absolutely. Um, She's a she cliche. reviews so much, and her writing is always so good. Yeah. Um, there is never a lazy review that comes out of Audra, and I mean, obviously, as a review manager, I tremendously appreciate that.
4: Yeah.
0: Um. Well, uh, two games that are getting re-releases, or they're not remakes; they're going to be re-releases next year, are Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden. Uh, so these were, you know, Persona 3 Portable was uh, a PSP game and Vita, and uh, Persona 4 uh, was. It was released on PC, but not on modern consoles. So these two games are finally going to be released on Xbox One, uh, Microsoft Series X, uh, the Switch, and the PS4 slash um, 5. So if you have fallen behind on your Personaing and you wish to catch up, please check that out. Oh, by the way, uh, the last episode of Rhythm Encounter was featuring Persona. So if you like Persona music, check that out. Definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been wanting to play Persona 3 for a long time, and I've had it like sort of sitting on my PSP, and I'm like, eh maybe eventually. I think this will be the time I finally take the plunge. But Persona 4 is worth playing for everybody. It's sort of like a, like a seminal work of that era. Um, mm-hmm. And more people getting the opportunity to check it out is is important. If you like Persona 5, it's not as flashy. Neither of them are, but I actually think the story of 4 at least is better. And I've heard 3 is actually the best of the 3 in terms of story. So uh, I'm I'm excited for it.
2: Persona 3 is, is one of my favorite games of all time. And the Portable version is really good, but I think it does need this sort of lift to to modern platforms I mean from what we've seen it does seem they've been hinting it there'll be some quality of life improvements there are some you know there's not it's very easy in Persona 3 to die and lose hours of progress so I'm yeah. sort of just hoping there will yeah. be more autosaves. but I think just bringing the game up to, to modern platforms and allowing more people to play it's just mm-hmm. it's great.
4: I think it's almost a shame that they are bringing the portable version because while i realized you know they added the uh, extra main character and things like that like there was so much charm and so much like narrative and character development that was brought out through the graphics of the original and and FES but i mean that's what they're doing so it's still going to be a great game
2: mm-hmm. i do understand in some ways though i mean i think um the original persona it, you could only control your main you're like Mm -hmm. the protagonist Mm -hmm. whereas with portable you can control the rest of your party but i do think it's a big shame that we're going to miss out on like the uh, the animated cutscenes and stuff like that and i mean i sort of hopefully someone on pc will just mod them back in
0: (laughs) i would not be surprised if that's exactly what possibility.
4: i hadn't thought of that Mm -hmm.
0: uh so a game that's not a re-release but is certainly inspired by classics and this has been I mean, for God's sake, Sea of Stars. If you're an RPG fan, I don't really need to tell you a whole lot about Sea of Stars. It's from the people who, uh, it's from the folks who did uh, The Messenger, which is a absolutely fantastic uh, side-scroller slash Metroidvania retro style. And this is going to be inspired by Chrono Trigger, uh, Super Mario RPG. Uh, Tom, you wrote the blurb for this.
2: Yeah, I I wish I was writing a review for it. No, um, I I think you summed it it up pretty perfectly, to be honest. I think it's got a, a fantastic team behind it. You know, the messenger is a, is a really great game. It's got a lot of great inspiration behind it and uh, full disclosure. I, you know, I, I backed the game, but everything I see from this game, it's just every time it's better and better. It looks great. And, I think it's you know you can see where it's drawing from games like Chrono Trigger. I believe it ha- the battle system has some sort of like tech like tech move kind of implementation like Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm really really looking forward. This is definitely one of my most anticipated games for next year.
0: As soon as Mitsuda attached his name to it, I was like, okay,
4: all right,
2: all
0: right, fine. <laughs> I guess I'll play <laughs> it this. Have to. <laughs> it looks real, real good, and it looks inventive too. It doesn't just look like I mean it uses pixel based gra- pixel graphics, but Inventive. Like, the fast travel system looks hilarious, where it's like a a giant puts you into a ball and throws you across the world. Yeah, that looks great. Which is funny as hell.
4: Oh, I miss transportation like that.
3: (laughs) Did they just say that it's coming out on 2023? Like, there's no specific season yet when...
2: So, it was originally meant to come winter of this year, Mm -hmm. but then it got delayed. So, I mean you could kind of assume that means it's probably coming hopefully in the first half, but I mean, any, anything can happen. They from, they seem like the kind of team that, you know, they know what they're doing and quality seems like at the forefront of their like ideals. So I think they'll take the time they need for this one, which, you know, I think we're all in favor of.
0: I think there's a chance that this might be a game that shows up on the list again next year. I hope not because it'd be really cool to play it this year, but if it does, it does. Hard I because. think I'd rather. <laughs> there's yeah.
3: so many big games coming out in the first half of the year. I
0: know. (laughs) And I still need to play Chained Echoes. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I also want to play that.
0: Caitlin is reviewing it, and Caitlin has been talking about uh, some pretty exciting things about it. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, Sea of Stars uh, is a game that I think everyone's looking forward to. So obviously one of our most anticipated of 2023. Uh, A game that's showing up on many a most anticipated list from RPG fan is She Dreams Elsewhere, um, which is going to be coming out at some point in 2023, uh, allegedly. Um, So this was a game that was announced three, four years ago, and it looks really, really cool. It's a surreal style RPG, a lot of horror uh, and really freaky visuals, uh, minimalist in a really interesting way. I think it's one of the most interesting games on this list. Kind of like a, I guess, I know that Undertale is inspired by Earthbound, but this kind of looks like it, it looks like a cross between earthbound and like the curse of oberdin in terms of its graphic style like it's a lot of black and white with like little splashes of color everywhere it looks really cool
4: i think uh, this art style is amazing to be honest uh, like yeah. you get you get games that are based around the 8 bit aesthetic but then this is taking it in like a completely different direction which is only a good thing i think it it really pops
3: mm-hmm
0: It does. It really does.
3: I think the art style also matches the theme of this, like the story of this game. Like it, it gives off the feel of um, uh, having nightmares, I guess, and dreams and Mm -hmm. all that.
4: that It's that lucid dream kind of vibe, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: It's very surreal, and because of that, I think that I think that it's going to be warmly appreciated by RPG fans. I know that it's a game I really, really would like to play.
4: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, another game that I would really, really like to play. And I suspect I might be the only person on this podcast who's super excited (laughs) about it is star Trek resurgence. Um, (laughs) so I'm a huge star Trek fan. As you, as you've read in the blurb, I have thoughts about the current crop of shows, um, which might piss off somebody if they're reading it, but Hey, whatever. If Quentin reads it, he'll be like, "Mm." but aside from that, um, So, yeah, it's a Star Trek uh, adventure game uh, that's set in the time frame of the next generation, pre-Picard. And it's uh, a lot of the team developing it are the same people who were responsible for Telltale uh, games. So, yeah, like a Star Trek adventure game with narrative choices and character choices. I'm super, super excited. Uh, Star Trek, I think, is the genre that Star Trek is best suited for is adventure games. There have been some really, really genuinely good Star Trek adventure games. We did a we did two episodes of uh, Retro Encounter uh, two years two years ago last year uh, on two classic TOS adventure games, and uh, yeah, super excited for it.
4: Hear me up, Scotty.
2: That's all my Star Trek I'm very excited
4: stuff. that you're excited, Jono. <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
2: okay. yeah, like, like I said before we started recording, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, not a Star Trek fan. If this was if this was a Star Wars resurgence, I'd be all over it. But uh, unfortunately, this one's just not for me.
0: Do we really need a Star Wars resurgence? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, aren't we in the middle of one? <laughs> it never
4: finished. <laughs> Whether we want it or not. <laughs> I'm a Star Ocean fan, and that's had a resurgence, and that's
0: good. That's good so yeah this is going to be coming out april 2023 so that's really exciting to me um if you are a star fan but you're not a huge fan of star trek you might be excited for starfield uh that's going to be coming out in the first half of 2023 so this is going to be uh bethesda's new oh, uh God. opus um <laughs> yeah right off the bat um it's been it's been delayed for a while which whenever bethesda games get delayed my thought is not on oh, my thought is Oh, thank God. You probably <laughs> yes. needed to delay it more.
4: <laughs> when you brought it up, just all I was thinking was, imagine the glitches.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, that's the, like, I, I, I am looking forward to, uh, to Starfield, but I think, you know, there's so many games coming out this year already. It'll probably be a game that I give a few years, wait for people to sort of patch out everything that, that needs fixing, and then I'll come back to it at that point.
4: Yeah. When it has a game of the year edition.
1: I believe John O and I's first experience, both of our first experiences at RPG fin, were writing about fallout 76. Ooh. I wrote, I wrote about a preview for it. He had to actually review it and I will never forget that or forgive
0: that. I uh, spent that was, four hours with it and that was enough. I spent like 20 <laughs> and that was a hell of a gum. Um, yeah, my, it, it certainly took the bloom off my Bethesda rose. Um, I'm, I'm real hopeful that this is going to be good. Um, but honestly, I'm kind of more excited for, uh, for uh, oh, for uh, for The Outer Worlds too. than yeah. I am
2: this, Outer Worlds which is not coming out
0: next year. But, you know, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. If it's good, I really hope it's good. I really hope that Bethesda reclaims the crown for their uh open-world RPGs. But there are just so many things about this game that I feel could be running against it.
2: I think it's just cool to see them do something different. You know, like, I'm not the yeah. biggest fan of Skyrim. I do quite like Fallout, but this is definitely, like, out of everything I've seen from this, this is, like, the most, like... I, I want to play that.
3: Yeah, same here. It yep. looks very interesting.
2: Honestly, I'm not much of a space person,
4: so unless it's mm. got fantasy and and stuff like Star Ocean. <laughs>
3: okay, well,
0: um, Zach, it's your time to shine. <laughs> um, why don't you take this one?
1: So Suikoden 1 and 2 are coming out this year again. Oh my goodness, it's so exciting. Um, so, you know, honestly, like Suikoden 1 and 2 obviously are seminal... Pieces like if you haven't played those two, come on, go play *Sweaking* in one and two. Um, they're available now on so many different platforms, I, and of course, I'm excited that they're going to look better. I'm excited about some of the vaguely HD 2D ish stuff they're doing with it. Um, but honestly, the thing I'm most excited about is a new translation. Because um, *Sweaking* in yes. two has one weakness and one weakness alone. And that is that the localization could use some work, and I'm very excited to see a new localization. But if you have not played *Sleeken* in one and two before, this is the time to do it. You could knock them both out in less than fifty hours. Go play them!
4: And I'll just be looking forward to seeing my hay fever goddess Vicky sneezing herself into existence again. Yeah, this Alex is uh, Queen. <laughs> I've never played them,
2: but I am I am absolutely <laughs> look, really really looking forward to playing these.
1: I mean, Tin, have you ever played in game before?
3: Yeah, I played two actually. Okay. Yeah, Uh,
1: one is definitely worth going back and playing because like one and two sort of like function as like one entity if you've played them both together. And so I like that they're coming out together. I know one a lot of times kind of gets shuffled off to the other side, but one um, is so interlocked with two that I think that they're very much worth playing together. Um, And the most exciting thing to me, maybe, is that they said that this might allow them to make a Suikoden six, which I'm like, come on. You had to wait for Mariyama to come back and show you that people had a hunger for Suikoden. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Am I right? Suikoden
2: 1 is quite a lot shorter as well.
1: Yes. Um, Suikoden 1 probably, I'd say that if you aren't super familiar with it, to collect all 108 stars takes maybe 20 hours. Um, If you've played it as many times as I have, you can do it in like 12, Um, but it's pretty short. Uh, Suikoden. Two, I think for me it takes about 25 now, but I'd say like probably 32 35 hours to clear it at this point. I would be about it. right.
2: That's not that bad for JLPGs, to be honest. No,
1: no, no, not at all.
3: I do like the side by side comparisons that they have been uploading.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean, especially like some of those like early scenes in and 2 and the way they've brought them to life. Um, it's It looks so good. I'm so
4: excited. They're taking it from help, like yeah. tile-based environments to fully realized, you know, mm-hmm. art in some of them, aren't they?
0: Which is going to be very nice because it can feel, the the movement in the game can feel a little limiting. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, so Zach, I know that you are. Uh, bubbling about the release of these two things and as per usual uh we did episodes on uh on retro encounter and this was announced so that's that's always how that goes (laughs) still waiting for that skies of arcadia announcement but yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh any day now any day now um i mean it's going to be a good year okay well the next game on the list it's going to be a good year for fans of rpg music especially square enix music because theater rhythm final bar line is coming out um so it, it doesn't even have the, the phrase Final Fantasy in the title, and I guess that's because it's going to be having music from just tons of non-Final Fantasy games, including Xenogear, uh, Nier, uh, Live Alive, Chrono Trigger, uh, Saga, um, and lots of other <laughs> ones. So if you are a fan of like, rhythm games that feature Final Fantasy and RPG music, this is going to be like
4: awesome. You know, I feel like they kind of announced this slightly too early for what it is as well, because I'll, I'll buy this. I'll play this. I love the theater rhythm games. games. Um, but I keep thinking, is it still not out? <laughs> like, why, why did they announce it like months ago to tease I it mean, out for so it, long?
1: Obviously, you're not around a lot of Higgs all the time because she talks about it almost every day. So she's very <laughs> excited. <laughs> well, she doesn't have to wait that long. It's coming out on February 16th, 2022. And I look forward to losing at it to everyone I play against. I love these games. I suck at these games.
3: Yeah, I (laughs) suck at them as well. I was about to say that um, I'm very interested to pick this up, but I I know for myself that I'm horrible at this game. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Well, coming out the next day after uh, Theater Rhythm is going to be Tales of Symphonia Remastered. So that's going to be a full uh, remake, a full HD remaster of the uh, GameCube game.
4: Oh, the marketing of this
0: one! <laughs> <laughs> what, what I about swear it?
4: they've called it a remaster and a remake. Yeah, in like the I, same breath.
1: I, I'm pretty sure it's just a remaster. I, I mean, like it looks like it's based on the PS3 version of Tales of yeah. Symphonia to me. Yeah, um, which is fine. Like I've I have I, I have not played nearly as many Tales of games as I would like to have. I, the ones I have played, for the most part, I've really enjoyed. Um, so I'm definitely going to check this out. Um, but like I, I've heard that there's some controversy about the PS3 uh, remaster. I don't even know exactly what that controversy is. <laughs> but I've heard that there is some. Um, I mean, what do you guys think?
4: I, I mean, I'm no expert on this. But from what I remember, um, the original Tales of Symphonia was uh, GameCube exclusive. And mm-hmm. I think that's the true. fact yeah. that it was then given like a, an enhanced version on the PS3 which never came out in other parts of the world. I know that didn't go down very well. And then especially because following that was Tales of Vesperia, which was an Xbox 360 exclusive. I'm not sure if this is the right direction I'm going on for controversial, but um, I just don't get it really because they've just released it on Steam not that long ago. Isn't it on like everything already? (laughs) what are they yes. remastering it's already in hd because
1: <laughs> it's popular i guess uh i, I mean i have heard that it hasn't aged super well um no it
4: hasn't it's very clunky <laughs> yeah i,
1: I want to play it but like do yeah. i
0: really want to play it eh, not sure i guess we'll find out in a couple of months
4: it's a it's a nostalgia thing i think this one like i played it when it first came out back on the gamecube and uh, story. Really, I, I won't be playing this i don't think
0: <laughs> i like how your voice trails off there just, uh. <laughs>
4: well all i th- all i can remember of the story is that like it was final fantasy 10 like, you go on a, you go on a pilgrimage I,
1: I i love how you didn't have any qualifi- qualifiers there it was final fantasy <laughs> yeah, 10 long
3: That's pregnant pause yeah.
0: <laughs> worst final fantasy 10 nintendo final <laughs> yeah. fantasy 10 yeah um yeah i i've been getting that opinion about it too it's the the tales games are we have another feature if you are interested in getting into the tales series check that out but yeah this is not a game that i am pumped for right at the moment
4: i think replaying tales of vesperia also put me off it because i had lovely memories of tales of vesperia and then playing the remaster of that i was like Ugh.
0: yep um a game that is coming out at some point in 2023 that i am way more excited for uh, is The Wolf Among Us 2. Now, again, I might be the only person on here who is super excited for this title. Uh, the Wolf Among Us got released in 2013. It was a tel- it was a Telltale Games uh entry that adapted the Fables series to the adventure game genre. Um you play as Big B Wolf, who's the big bad wolf of myth uh and fairy tales, and you are a you are the sheriff of Fable Town, and there's a series of murders that you need to investigate, and it was a it was an absolutely outstanding uh, adaptation of Fables. Uh, we did a couple episodes of retro on it, uh, or we did an episode of retro on it for Adventure Game Month a few months ago. And the sequel is finally coming out. They're finally developing it. And it looks really, really good. It looks really cool. It's Big B fighting against what looks to be uh, Dorothy and uh, her friends from The Wizard of Oz You uh, know, much more realistic portrayal. And... I can't wait for this freaking game. I was so excited because the first one was so good. Fables has recently restarted. It had 150 issue run, including a bunch of spin-off comics, but they've restarted with 151. And it is, it's just tremendous comic book series and the adaptations of it have been excellent. So I highly recommend the first one to anyone who hasn't played it. And I am, for the second one at some point in 2023. I'm not a huge adventure game guy, but like um, Wolf Among Us has always been something I've wanted to
1: play. I was like this close to hopping onto the retro episode and this is giving me even more reason to go back and finally play that game because I've heard it's amazing and I really want to
0: check it out. Yeah, it's super stylish.
4: Yeah, I haven't played uh, the, the first one, but I think it's great to see that Telltale are back on it.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. The story of their downfall was heartbreaking. Oh, it was uh, horrible. There's a real good no-clip documentary on YouTube about it uh, if anyone's curious about the what what went down and just oh, such heartbreaking stories from some remarkably talented developers yeah. um well we're down to our last entry on the most anticipated of 2023 list and uh boy oh boy this is this is one that has gotten some buzz which is WrestleQuest, quest uh may of 2023 oh, so yeah, this it is, is. <laughs> yeah uh, so this is this is a uh well it's it's a it's a JRPG, but involving wrestling, looks awesome. wrestling. <laughs> and can, it, it, can I just point out that Abe's
1: write-up on this is incredible. Like Everybody needs to go read it. If we had time, I would just like to love it, love to read it aloud
0: right now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – wrestling is something that I watched when I was very small because my friends liked it, but it never really connected with me. It wasn't until I was older that I realized it's like – for God's sake, it's it's literally just comic books. It's mm-hmm. that's what it is: yeah. it's heroes and villains and it, in front just... of a crowd. It's a perfect mix for a
1: JRPG. Like I, I feel like it's um, it's it sounds totally ridiculous, and they have like appearances from like real wrestlers, and I, I I'm totally into it. And I'm totally here for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I've never really been into wrestling, but I do think it's really impressive that like an indie team has has managed to like get the license for all of these like like names of of real wrestlers. I think that that's a really that's really cool oh yeah
4: they have haven't they i I just assumed it was all fictional stuff but just reading through this now yeah
0: nope jake the snake roberts andre the giant randy macho man savage i remember these game these names when i was a child yeah yeah so that is the list of most anticipated from 2023 i'm gonna put in just for this not for the actual feature but i'm gonna put in a honorary mention uh very very quickly because we don't know it'll be released in 2023 in fact i guarantee it will not be released in 2023 but we might get an early access in 2023 and that is something that was announced at the game awards a few days ago and that is hades 2 oh yes Mm. oh my god i did not see this coming and it knocked me back in my chair because i just finished hades a few weeks ago and it's one of my favorite gaming experiences i've had in years oh it's phenomenal and you know as I was watching it, I'm like, "Ooh, super giant! I'm here for it! I'm here for it!" And then I was like, "Oh wait! Oh wait! This is... Oh okay, okay, yeah, okay." <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out what it was, and then I noticed the laurels on uh, her hair, yeah. and I was like, "Wait a minute, that looks Greek."
2: <laughs> the moment in the trailer where the uh, where the soundtrack comes in, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Hades."
0: Now I'm not going to play it in early access. I would wait until uh, it comes out fully. But you know, I'm I might be alone in that.
2: Yeah, I don't have the same patience as you. I, I think I'll be jumping into Early Access. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: same way. The, way.
4: the way you all talk about Hades, I really need to play this game. I have not played Hades. Oh, yeah, you do. You have to. It's yeah.
0: fantastic. It's so good, Sam. It's so good. Um, My warning is once you start playing it, you're not going to be able to stop. So it <laughs> oh, yeah. might be yeah. a good game to play over the holidays. Until you get at least 10 yeah. clears. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the end of the Most Anticipated Games feature. Uh, so yeah, with us moving into the holidays, there might be some time to clear away some of our backlog for some of these games. Either um, I know there's no room on my Steam wish list right now, so I've got to I've got to clear some space away. But if you are looking for some holiday gifts for the RPG fans in your life, why not check out our store? Uh, we've opened a store at slash RP- at shop and there you can get mugs and, and 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 all kinds of things with our logo on it. So yeah uh check that out if you are looking for presents for anyone uh please check out the past episodes of random encounter we have a lot of them uh but we have a lot of other podcasts as well on the site so uh we also have retro encounter uh and this month of peace and joy is going to be brought to you by a number of xeno games so uh, they're going to be covering those uh we also have the companion piece to this episode uh coming out in a few weeks which is going to be a look backwards at 2022 oh And do not forget to check out the Muppets episode of Retro Encounter that uh, Solosi, Greg, and I did. It might be some of the most fun I've had on a podcast in years. It was so fun. We cast Muppet versions of Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, Yakuza, and Mass Effect. And it was so much fun. And I'm so proud of some of the casting ideas we had. Uh, So check that out. We also have Rhythm Encounter, which is RPG fans music podcast. So uh, we just had the Persona episode out last week and coming up after this episode, which should be coming out next week, is the final rhythm for 2022. And that's going to be our music of the year episode. It's going to be coming out the day after Christmas, also known uh, to our Canadian and UK listeners as Boxing Day. I don't think Americans celebrate Boxing Day. We do not.
4: Yeah, didn't even yes. know what it
0: was until like last year.
4: I did not know that. Yeah,
0: it's it's uh I think it's just a UK and former UK colony thing. An
4: educational podcast.
0: Um yeah, so Boxing Day is, is going to be coming out on Boxing Day. So that's our the Canadian and UK present to you Americans and everyone else around the world. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us here at Random Encounter, you can fire us off a message at podcastrpgfan.com. Love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for future episodes or discussion questions or just some thoughts about the show, uh, just please fire them off my way. If you'd like to send me an email personally uh, regarding Random Encounter or anything involving reviews or the site in general, you can do so at jlognetrpgfan.com. At However, I am not the only person who has an online presence on this podcast. Tin, where can we find you online?
3: Oh, you can just really find me on Discord in RPG fan, And I'm always online there. So,
2: yeah.
0: Awesome. And Tom, where can we find you?
2: Uh, yeah, the best place to find me is is probably Twitter, which is uh, my handle is at VoicelessTom.
0: Cool. Sam, where can we find you?
4: Uh, I am also on Twitter with the most annoying username ever. HologramSmam. Because one of my friends used to call me Smam and HologramSam was taken. So it's HologramSmam. <laughs>
0: Excellent. That is, <laughs> I love username origins like that. And uh, Zach, where can we find you online? I am decidedly
1: less online. Um, you can find me uh, the best way is probably email zachw at rpgfan.com
0: or you can find me occasionally on RPG Fans Discord at zachw. Cool. Uh, if you listeners enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends. You can help us get the word out there. You can rate us on iTunes or your other podcast player of choice. Ah, Zach, Sam, Tom, and Tin, thank you so much for giving me your uh, afternoon and evening to talk about all these games that are coming out next year. Uh, Super, super excited about all of them.
4: Thank you for having me. me. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we'll be definitely talking about a lot of these on Random Encounter and on RPG Fan next year. And uh, to everyone out there listening, have a wonderful holidays, and whatever you're playing, have fun.